Hello and welcome back to another episode of Film and Other Drugs. Today is a little bit special. We are looking at a movie, Barbie, and you're here with me, Nora and Selma. Hi. Hi. Hey. So, Barbie, I don't think we've reviewed a film like this before. <laughs> right. This is like a very big blockbuster. I think we've uh, mostly just done some some stuff that's not as well known, so we, yeah, we can play with it. Like the whale and Prima. Um, this is different. This is this is great. I think most people I know have seen this, so it's kind of uh it's like I don't know, not like more pressure, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely I, I know at this point a lot of people have some very strong feelings one way yeah. or another about it. But I love that. I love that it made people think. Mm -hmm. You know, at least the people that were willing to think, because definitely there was people who went in with preconceived notions, preconceived ideas on both sides, not just both one, sides. but on yeah. both sides. And I, I'm sad that they went in there that way, because I think they missed the other side. You know, yeah. I think there was some very good things brought up, pointed out, mm -hmm. and I don't think everybody caught it. And I'm sad about that, <laughs> but I'm hoping that they caught it afterwards, you know, on second, yeah. third, fourth views, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, I got to admit, I did go in there with a few preconceived notions. I really wasn't going to watch it. Um, and then I I did see some cliche parts and I was like, oh, God. Uh. <laughs> but then actually a few moments caught me off guard, which is amazing. I was like, oh, OK, right, right, right. This is actually something we can that I would talk about with people. But funnily enough, um, well, actually, I'll mention this later. It's just something that people's reactions have been really interesting. Like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go into that. So, um, so the first thing that I thought was quite interesting was the whole, like, oh, all things were solved, like, Barbie solved all feminism things. And I think that was, like, a really great, I got, like, sarcastic line, because I think it kind of refers to feminism and how people are like it's fine now oh or like feminism did make everything better but actually it didn't and it's interesting right. like we could argue that the word barbie is kind of a like a sub in for feminism maybe mm -hmm. i thought it was interesting i wrote a note um during the intro right which was great i mean the throwback to K kubrick was amazing I thought it was funny where, like, I wrote, little girls in the past equal un unevolved monkeys? Like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I wrote this part where it says, Barbie equals um, every woman. Oh, oh, every woman who can be anything equals Barbie. But when we get to the end of the story, Barbie's whole problem was that she wasn't anything in particular. And that's... Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was such a such a juxtaposition of, of, of those two things, you know? Oh, yeah, that, that's good. Yeah, she wasn't anything in particular. I'm just writing that down. Hmm. Yeah, it's almost like all of that freedom and independence and the ability to be everything, astronaut, and, like, all the, the prizes they were being awarded at the beginning, like, oh, you got this, and who's the winner? Barbie, and it's, like, really funny, because every time they obviously announce the name, it's like, it's Barbie, and it's, like, that idea of everyone has to be free, and everyone, it makes everyone the same, and when you think about Barbie and Ken, 
Barbie is also could also be looked as like a, a word for the word for the word woman, and Ken is man. And then I just found it interesting like the way all the char- all the Barbies and Kens interacted. I was like, oh, this makes this makes me feel so much like less special because actually maybe this is kind of what the the world is like. Because we think we we have individuality and we have names and like I'm Nora and it's like well we're more alike than we are different and we all go through these things and it's like man woman relationships that sound very very like basic right now but I think what I'm trying to say is that I like how the Barbie world kind of illuminates how basic we are like oh Ken wants Barbie's attention Barbie wants whatever it is but it's just oh yeah I'm kind of losing the thread here. Bring me back. Bring me back. <laughs> no, I I totally get what you're saying. It's like, uh, the the movie kind of makes this point where yes, because you were you touched on something and it kind of triggered something in me. Uh, to where it's like, okay, Barbie has to be all these things, right? And then all of a sudden all this all these choices all these possibilities kind of turn into an obligation and that's the pressure i think barbie was feeling and i think it's kind of a metaphor for the pressure that women feel period where okay now we can be anything we want to be what the fuck do we want to be you know and that's what barbie's feeling and it's like you know we could be the boss we could be the president we could be that we could be this we could blah 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 you know and it's like but do I want that? You know, is that what I want? Because, you know, art is what I want. <laughs> I found it funny. This kind of happened in the beginning of the movie, so I think I can touch on it already. But uh, there's a, a character named Midge, or a, a Barbie named Midge, yeah. where her whole thing was she was a mom. Yeah. And it was they very hard. Her. <laughs> right. And it was very hard. For them to even talk about her. They couldn't even look at her. And I felt like that was such a metaphor for what's happening right now. Where women have put off being moms so much to the point now where it's like we're scared to be them. Because we don't think we're good enough. Or we don't think we'll do well. Or we don't think that we would be good moms. Or we don't think we'd have the patience. All this stuff. You know, everybody's got excuses. But I felt like this was like a small little metaphor for that whole feeling you know yeah or you think okay well like it becomes this identity and therefore you lose who you are or something and it's like there's just so many like you're saying so many different reasons that these things happen and also some people don't have reasons it's more so just a case of the way society is set up it's a lot harder to sort of you know just speaking as a millennial (laughs) like of the of the you know millennial slash gen the gen z or whatever the one between me and gen z is but um it's it's so much harder and i think it's the whole like feminism thing is that we're not kind of setting people up to get married early and to kind of go down the traditional route and um i think as a society we haven't found a middle ground of being like oh right you know you can kind of do this and you kind of do that or like finding healthy ways of making it happen has become so manufactured and so like oh and now you just go on a a dating app and you use an algorithm and it's like, well, that doesn't that's not really working 
help for that yeah but, yeah it's yeah it, I mean, if it if it were supposed to work out for that the apps wouldn't make money so they need it to be a case of like you come back to it kind of like a oh, fad diet so. right it's got to be you know immediate gratification yeah and you don't get immediate gratification when you have to be in a long-term relationship with somebody to the point where you would have children so yeah it's difficult and i think a lot of this has to do with the pressure that women feel to do quote unquote more than be a mom you know yeah where they made not that they made but it's like the advent of barbie kind of brought on this um idea to little girls that there was more to life right that you could be more you could do more as if what they were doing wasn't enough right Right. And so now the idea that the natural urge that a woman has to have children is kind of like, oh, but that's not enough. I have to do more than just that. Mm. And it's not, it's not like that's nothing, <laughs> you know, that is actually a lot. And Midge was ready to encompass that whole person, the, that whole job of being a mom. And they're like, no, 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 no that's not flashy enough or that's not that's not enough we're we're trying to move away from that and i think that i don't know just it, when i watched it the second time i was like oh wow that that is actually a message i'm seeing wow i didn't even see yeah. it the first time i watched it it's like paralysis of choice as well right like you're not yeah uh i don't know it's it's just you give these you give you give women or people in general because even if you look at men like they have all this choice as well and i think they're also settling a lot later um and it doesn't affect them as much i think maybe because of the whole biological clock thing mm-hmm. and then women you're gonna, you're gonna have generations of women like missing out on um the chance to have a family or children and or because you yeah. know they could become president but they didn't or something yeah well i mean we're so busy you know mm-hmm. we're so busy <laughs> trying to get everything else accomplished you know there's expectations that are put on you as a woman now where it's like it's no longer expectations to be a mom it's actually the opposite like sure your parents might want you to be a mom or maybe your aunt wants you to be a mom but your friends they think you're crazy you know your friends are like what are you doing you can't you can't what what do you you got to do this you have all this like it's the pressure i feel like women have found a way (laughs) to give themselves the exact same pressure that men have felt all these years to be accomplished, to do more. Yeah. And I don't think we're faring well with that stress. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I, 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 would, I, I completely understand the, and agree that it's kind of is that way, but it's also a case, a case of like men... I don't really like talking about people in groups and <laughs> but kind of like this idea that, you know, it's a cycle now. I don't think it's that women are like telling other women, oh, you shouldn't have a child now. You have to go and do this. I think it's a case of like, if there isn't a man who is able to step up and do this because feminism has made men feel like they're not needed. Mm-hmm. Then... And I mean, women are saying it with their whole chest these days. <laughs> yeah. And women are sort of, then the women who do want to have children or family or whatever don't have the the man that can do that or wants to do that because 
men are kind of going their own way as well and it's like yeah you've got two groups of people who are kind of wanting actually wanting to be because biologically or like you know people get lonely right but then they're connecting over the wrong things and not actually admitting that they need each other for life kind of thing and it's right it's a toxic cycle from both sides and it's the system i think i'm not i'm the type to blame the system and the conspiracies and be like it's the system i don't think i don't think any one group can resolve the no. situation on their own it's a case that they have to work together and be like okay i think it's a natural evolution of yeah what we've kind of been putting in place for the last 50 years so to speak yeah. i think yeah. 50 so maybe even 60 at this point yeah maybe even more than that <laughs> yeah 70 <laughs> yeah yeah 2023 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah there was a male counterpart that i thought was interesting i don't recall if there's any connection between uh midge and alan but alan is also this character this ken that isn't ken he's the only one that isn't a ken um and they he was discontinued and he can wear all the clothes that ken can wear but he's more sensitive and he's more um He's better at fighting. <laughs> right, yeah. He's more emotionally available to the Barbies that are there. Um, yeah. You know, even the Kens are just like, they really want attention. Uh, but Alan was like, he's he's just like, hey. He, I, I just thought it was funny that him and Midge kind of had the same experience where they were kind of pushed to the side for the Kens yeah. and the Barbies. Yeah. So, like, Midge is the mother um archetype but surprisingly alan isn't the father stereotype he's just no and yeah. it, i think that that kind of speaks to the whole hypergamy or like the whole like women i don't i don't know where i read this but it's like women would have children with the strong ken type but raise right. them with the uh alan type yeah and then the ken type would have to keep going and propagating the species and like you know oh you know spread the seed and whatever so it's like oh is that what's going on here because the the reject male and the reject female is the female who's finished okay as in finished as in okay you did you fulfilled your purpose but now no one wants to give you attention and the, the reject male is oh well you know you're not you're not top of the league, you're not the trophy, you're not the one that the women want to chase to have kids with. It's, you know, they kind of take you for granted and you're the sensitive type. So it's just interesting because then you kind of, I feel like we're not creating a society that takes care of people once they've reached those goals or they've reached that purpose. Like, oh, you've had a kid now, how do we continue to make you feel needed, wanted and not... um, and appreciated and appreciated yeah and valued and not like even with barbie i mean as soon as she gets flat feet she's like i'm what i'm done i'm broken and those little things that change over a woman's life kind of as a society we haven't set that person up to feel good over the course of her life she's then on her own oh menopause we don't we don't put that on film and media we don't talk about that it's not represented um it's almost like women have such a short life it's a quarter life and that's it kind of like a radioactive substance like that's your half life you're yeah 25 years and then i think that's also why feminism kind of became like such a massive thing because it's like women had to almost carve out this sense of 
value or purpose beyond being a mother because sometimes if you only look at it that way the mother thing then you kind of think I don't know I, I just don't think that going back to the 50s or like I right told me this I don't think yeah, yeah. I don't know what it meant like reversing because if that would have worked it would have worked first time didn't it right exactly and like I, I think if I was listening to something the other day but it was basically talking about wives and how the role has changed um or how it's evolved so to speak uh because you know you have women who were homemakers you know that was their job and there was plenty to do but you know now they've kind of streamlined that job you know because or they've outsourced it in different ways you've got nannies you've got um tv you've got things that can do part of that job but not no not well not not to the same quality that your mom at home would be you know but then on top of that we have the responsibilities of having to bring home the bread because life has gotten so expensive you to you need two incomes so it's 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 this situation where it's untenable to even think about going back because we can't afford it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that too but but how are we going to fix the situation where you know you've got kids that are not getting enough attention And, and and i think they've tried you know they've tried to make things more efficient and easier for moms and uh but unfortunately I think those efficiencies have been a detriment. I think, you know, that's too much screen times, too many phones, too many tablets. You know, sure, there's no TV, but there's plenty to take its place. Yeah, I think tech is is a whole other thing as well, isn't it? Like the effects of adults and relationships between men, uh, you know, husband, wife, husband, and son. Like, there's so many memes of what do you serve at the dinner table? And I just give them like, oh, here's your phone. Mm-hmm. You don't even need I noticed <laughs> in this movie, there were no cell phones. I thought that was great. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So there was this point uh, in the movie, oh, several points, actually. I, I told you about it before, but I didn't notice it the first time. But upon second viewing, they put very specific lyrics in the background music they kind of showcase it in between lines of dialogue and i thought it was really interesting to like hear them and understand like it's kind of <laughs> it reminds me of the wayans brothers uh don't drink your juice well oh god i totally forgot that name of the movie but there's a point in in the scenes of the movie where like the scenes are supposed to be giving a message. So yeah. instead of just letting the message speak for itself, the mailman or somebody would come in and say, message. I felt like these lyrics were that. Well, I like that. I mean, I think it kind of reminds me of Shakespeare a bit when like, you know, or like a Greek uh, story with the Greek chorus would say yeah. the message essentially. Um, ah, yes. So That's like... so true. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just in case you didn't get it, here it is. Yeah. Um, I think one of the song lyrics was like, I want to push you around. I will, I will. I'm like, what? (laughs) So the first song that I heard was was right after uh, they had their like disco dance. uh, And then it was going to be a girl sleepover. It was a girl's night. And Ken was asking for her to like stay with him or for him to stay with her. 
And there was a lyric that says, give you the world on a silver platter, but it doesn't matter. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like he's, he's trying to be like this. He's trying to be the sensitive Alan, and she's just, like, not appreciating it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's he's doing it in such a way that's like, but, you know, like, my presence is enough. But he, he can't express it. Like, the music's expressing how he feels, but he isn't able to. Yeah, well, I think he feels really insecure because she yeah. always is so aloof and mm -hmm. she always has so much else going on and so many other people that vie for her attention. Yes. And he always gets, you know, just the crumbs, basically, because she kind of, I don't know if she, like, expects him to be there. I don't think she cares if he's there or not. No, yeah, you're right. And <laughs> so for him, it's like, you know, he, he says he loves her and she doesn't respond she doesn't say it back and yeah. it's just so sad to me that he was really trying and it doesn't matter he gets bare minimum from her if that honestly yeah I think the movie does a really great job at showing like how if you're coming from a place of need because I think they make it clear that Ken only feels good when Barbie gives him attention and I think that is I don't know if they're trying to say that that's inherently wrong or that that's just how biology is you know you need to feel wanted but I think by the end we're supposed to think Ken feel okay on your own and then you'll like have basically have self-respect and then you won't have to need another person right I you, think they were we do, we do need people we do need each other but it's so different coming from a place of lack versus a place of like I got this self-fulfillment. I got this, like, spiritual solidity on my own. Right. They were definitely making a point of expressing his uh, needs as codependent, for sure. Yeah. All those codependent vibes, man. Like, it just sucks. I feel so bad. Yeah. I feel so bad for Ken. Like, the way they were... I think it, it's, a, it's a message about how, like... Okay, so women have this, just my opinion, but um, like biological purpose to have kids and you don't have to have kids, whatever you want to do, do that. But in a way, I'm sure it feels fulfilling, maybe, hopefully most times to most women to have kids, right? right. Now, men don't have that. Like men can become fathers, but I think it's different when a child literally relies on your body for sustenance versus... Oh, anyone could kind of step in and be the father. Right. Well, I think they really do feel like a listlessness, you know, when what they do bring to the table. <laughs> I hate that phrase, but it's it's very fitting um, where what they bring to the table isn't needed and so or wanted in some cases. And so they kind of feel directionless. And when then, what we bring to the table for a man is not like, you it's money it's not you it's not like your literal body and your vibes and your like affection but that's just it it's like yeah. to earn money he has to sell his labor you know okay yeah, that's true he has to sell himself <laughs> but he's, he's out making that money all day he can't do whatever he wants yeah either. i guess it's so automated now like well everyone works that i don't really think of it as like he's doing extra whereas a woman is like it, her body is not hers for nine months she has to like then right feed for it months. is 
it is quite the sacrifice for a woman yeah. to do both things. And yeah. unfortunately, that's the box we put ourselves in. Nobody asked us to do it. We wanted it. And I think and we had to want that because if we didn't, then we would have kind of, if you, if you are not the, if you're not, if you don't have access to money, there's so much, like people can kind of control right. you. Well, and I, so I think women needed to be like, well, if I can have education and I can have money, then I guess I don't have to listen to what you have to say. And I don't have to suffer the, whether it's domestic violence or like, I think it was a way out for, for lots of just you know groups that needed it but then it kind of just went into this thing and now it's like well due to inflation we both have to work and if we both have to work then you feel like i'm doing less because you're doing more just automatically because you're a mother and a worker yeah well the thing is (laughs) when feminism started you know a lot of the I guess, message that was being put out there was that, you know, we're more than just making babies. We can do so much and we can be our own provider and we can be, we can do for ourselves. We don't need you and we don't need to be at home taking care of children. And on top of that, it was a message of you don't have to be a mom, right? And there yeah. was a lot of that. There was, you know, the bra burning or not the bra burning. Mm-hmm. That, well, you know, no, that happened around then too. Um, yeah. so, so it's like, you know, there's a lot of like rejection of yeah. the that we're good at (laughs) that we do you know and instead we took up the mantle of being our own protector provider and earner and yeah it it turned into where women who didn't want to do that kind of had to do that because it became an expectation it became something where you know, maybe you expectation as well. There's that, yeah, but it wasn't yeah. always like this. It wasn't yeah. always where we both had to work. It didn't happen overnight where we both no. had to work. There mm-hmm. was quite a while where you know you could still live on one income, and we still chose to not. We still chose to have both, or we chose to forego having children. Some people even just got married anyway, but just decided not to have children. So that she could continue on her career and focus on her career and herself and what she wanted to do. And she knew she didn't have room for children. There's actually um, a movie I watched recently. Oh, I'm going to look it up. It was so good. I was like, wow, that's uh, what a time to be alive. Because this was, I think it was 1980. And oh, what is her name? She's been in a lot of movies with that guy, Woody Allen. Mm. what does she look like Annie Meg. Hall she was in Annie Diane? Hall her name is Diane Keaton Diane and, Keaton yes and she was in a movie in the early 80s late 70s I, I want to say it was like 1980 uh, where is it wow I can't find it Oh, that's upsetting. Or maybe I'm. Well, anyway, it, basically, it, the whole premise was that she didn't want to have children. She got married. She was like a career-oriented woman. She was going to be like VP or marketing or something. And then uh, I think the family died, and they bequeathed her a child. <laughs> and uh-huh. she had to go pick up the baby. And she decided, like, at first she didn't want the baby. She was going to give it up for adoption. But then 
despite the fact that she did not like children, she decided she was going to keep it. But because she kept it, the husband didn't like children. And he left her. <laughs> they got to get a divorce. And so she decided to be a single mom instead. And she even gave up her whole career. She moved out to the countryside. Of course, she had a lot of money. So she bought, a, a what was it, an orchard? And she started making baby food. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. No. Well, that's the story. Yeah, when you find that, tell me. <laughs> that sounds interesting. I don't know how I've never heard of that. I've like, heard of a lot of those like older classic movies. Especially Diane Keaton. She's really um, famous. Yeah, um, she, she's been in a lot. I'll find it for you and I'll let you know. <laughs> um, but so what's, I think what, what's interesting is that the Barbie movie kind of reminds us of the, the whole, oh, you know, she can be anything. But now I feel like women do feel like they can be everything, including being yes. mothers, because I, I very rarely meet women. This is just a very personal anecdote that say they don't want kids because of a career choice it's usually i just don't want kids and other than that i do find that women are i think it's more of a case of i can't find a guy or like you know um right whatever it is it's just but i don't i i find that there's also a high divorce rate so i feel like women are having kids and having the family like for example um in the story i think she doesn't know or the, the child the young teenage girl doesn't know her father or something but it's a case of I've, there's a lot of like single uh parent households these i think that's a huge issue right um and barbie uh sasha the little girl yeah like about? She, was, she was saying to her oh is that is that my dad kind of thing it's like okay her dad is there but he takes a very back seat they even kind of um what's the word oh right he was learning spanish yes no right yeah yeah they kind of infantilize him a lot oh god yeah he's like an alan (laughs) yeah exactly and of course he really didn't get a whole lot of respect there's not any like deferment or reverence like they didn't even worry they're like oh he'll be fine (laughs) like no care in the world that he would even be concerned where they are i thought that was funny yeah that's the to the point where like i forgot he existed that's bad yeah 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 and i feel like that's um message (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the thing i don't fully agree with all the messages that they're giving out but like it's a it's interesting it's like it's not like they're saying it's good or bad i I think whatever you're projecting onto it that's what you're going to read of it um yeah I think they kind of, they're making a lot of metaphors and they're doing a lot of like, like they don't want to put it all out there. They don't want to make it obvious. Whoever wrote this, super smart. Yeah, Greta Gerwig, she did Little Women as well. Well, not the book. Um, Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So where are we now? I guess, so Barbie has her little existential crisis. And yeah, she's like, every day is the best day ever. Do you ever think about dying? <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, funny. this is where I want to mention a reaction I heard. I don't want to, like, say who it was, but I I know someone who said that they didn't think there was anything wrong with the Barbie montage of, like, when she's, like, living her best life. Like, I was like, What? what do you mean <laughs> do so you they, I mean? they yeah like they liked 
they liked that everything was the same every single day all the time yes. and like like bobby i don't have friends and like she would just kind of like ken was just like a side like just a side thing and i'm like oh god this is what's wrong with the world <laughs> um yeah it was just kind of i thought because obviously well, well not obviously but when i watched that i was like um clearly there's something wrong with this and like we're waiting for her to break but mm. the the fact that some people think that that's fine like i don't know but for me it's like that's not fine your food not being food and not being real it's like kind of isn't that the metaphor that your life isn't real <laughs> <laughs> yeah i honestly more than likely the people that didn't see a problem with that or didn't see what could potentially be the problem with that are the kinds of people who would lie to themselves just so that they don't have to think about the hard stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. And, yeah, the person who said that, yeah. Hands up. Um, hopefully they never listen to this. So, um, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought it was funny that all the Barbies were like, oh, well, you're going through all this. You know who you need to see? The weird Barbie. <laughs> Oh my god, that's my favorite Barbie. I think I was that kid who would like cut her Barbies, like like give them makeovers in my own way. <laughs> I liked I, it was so cute the dress she was wearing. I totally I totally made that dress. That's a dress that you don't buy. That's the dress that your mom like teaches you how to make clothes with and you put yeah. it on your doll. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like weird Barbie is just I don't know. She's a kooky aunt that we all need. I thought it was very, um, I, I thought it was commentary, uh, that weird Barbie absolutely adored Ken, appreciated Ken. I think she wanted somebody like Ken for herself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, let's, let's dive into that. So what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I just... You know, she she didn't have the privilege of being the pretty Barbie like everybody else. And she had to kind of make her own life, you know, her own weird Barbie house, her own Barbie dream house. <laughs> that was a little off. And she had all those other weird Barbies living with her. TV Barbie. Um, oh, the one that grows boobs. The dog that poops. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, so she was living with all these weird Barbies, and I think that, you know, she was kind of starved for affection, and in a way that Barbie is not. <laughs> yeah, and I think when you have, like, a oversaturation of affection, it's kind of expected that you wouldn't react to it in the same way that someone who needs a bit of water would. It's like, right. Yeah, weird Barbie is just kind of, oh, I don't know, it's just the unfairness of society, I think. Like, everyone needs love, and then you go... I don't think Barbie represents all women or something. I think it represents like maybe certain types of people, and then the the other one, like we were talking about, how when women lose the that youth and beauty and they're rejected, it's not fun either. It's like different parts of society are ostracized or isolated, and it just leads to negativity overall, or like not but like this sort of virus kind of spreads and it affects everyone like it's affecting barbie and ken but they don't see that they're just like oh yeah he's fine it's like but he's not and you're not fine 
and weird Barbie's yeah. not fine, and Alan's not fine, we're all not fine, but we're not like, <laughs> integrating and like working together. It's just, yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned your friend that didn't think there was anything wrong with the beginning montage, you know, where everything's the same. Because in this scene, you know, where she's with the weird Barbie and they're trying to figure out what she's got to do to go back to that, to go back to her normal, regular, wonderful, same everyday routine. Um, I wrote, you know, she's choosing ignorance over knowing the answers. In fact, yeah, when she like talks, the opposite of the matrix. Right. And she talks about the real world and she's like, well, all women in the real world are happy and powerful because, you know, of what she's done for them, apparently. Um, but yeah, she would much rather choose the high heel, stay ignorant, stay happy, stay complacent. And um, weird Barbie's like, no, I'm sorry. I gave you the illusion of choice. You don't have choice. <laughs> yep. I love her. Yeah. You have to go to the real world. You have to see it. And I think even weird Barbie doesn't really know what's going on. I don't think she's... It's almost, is she hiding the fact that she knows the real world is shit, or do you think she genuinely just doesn't know? Who, Barbie or Weird Barbie? Weird Barbie, because she's sending her to the real world, but it's not like she's yeah. saying, oh, and by the way, it's messed up. Yeah, I mean, she is Weird Barbie, which means she was played with too hard, and so maybe she's had, uh, she's got a little different perspective on the people that play with them, you know? Mm. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, I don't know if she's been to the real world. I don't know if it was implied. I don't think I don't think so. I think she just kind of stayed weird and she didn't try to go fix it. <laughs> like Barbie yeah. is. Yeah. Which I mean can that says something. Did she choose the, the high heel? <laughs> I don't know. Did yeah, did back. she try? Like did she go back? I think I think weird Barbie, yeah, maybe was just it's a, too far gone. But I think she's the shaman of the movie, right? She's the she has to stay with. She has to be the abstract one that no one wants to be like. But they still go to her for advice. It's weird. Hmm. True. It's like she's been around. She's had experience, so they she's go to her for it. it. And yeah, like when you meet someone who's kind of outside of stereotypes, it doesn't mean that you want to be like them. Sometimes you still want to be part of like the normal like crowd or whatever, but you kind of still appreciate and respect their perspective. And I think that that's what like Barbie going up the hill and going to this big house and seeing weird Barbie is kind of like that. It's like, well, you need to help me. But it's just like, why would you go to weird Barbie for help without expecting repercussions? It's just, well, I guess Barbie's a bit. <laughs> yeah, because she's not really sure. She's never. I mean, she's been living the same life every day for the last however many years it's been. And now all of a sudden everything's changed and she doesn't know what to do with herself. And the only one that seems to have any answers is Weird Barbie, despite the fact that she doesn't like those answers. Um, she even tells everybody when she's about to leave, you know, I don't want to go. I wish one of y'all could come with me. Like, this is scary, <laughs> but I guess I got to go by myself. It's something yeah. I got to do by myself. And Penn's like, that's my opportunity. Yeah. And I thought it was funny. This is another scene where they use the lyrics in the song that she's singing as kind of a message. Uh, she says, there's more than just one answer to these questions pointing me in a crooked line. Oh, okay. Uh, you actually got that? That's great. 
I, I she kept singing that song and I'm like that song has to mean something and I hadn't really like the first time that I saw the movie the first time she sings I wasn't paying attention to that but I noticed that she kept singing that well she sings it again and then Sasha and her mom sing it again themselves so and I, oh they sing it with Barbie on the way back to Barbie land so it comes out a lot but I didn't pay attention to it the first time I heard it um in the movie this time I was like, ooh, after I saw what they were doing with the lyrics in that one scene with Ken, I was like, ooh, is that something? And I rewound it to listen to what she sang, like, specifically. And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, and, like, crooked could mean, like, you know, wonky, but also, like, corrupt. You still get, yeah, like, you're still getting there. And, like, there's more than one way to get there. Mm. And that, you know, it's not always black and white it's not always cut and dry as to how you're going to get to that destination yeah and of course ken stowed away he he was hiding (laughs) in her back seat yep and Um, he's with her mm -hmm. she secretly looked happy that he was there i think yeah i I think i think she is not i think she's not as independent as she thinks she is she was um, a little relieved yeah that he was with her on this journey she doesn't want to i think the whole like barbie persona is like well i don't you know i come from this place of heart like i'm high and mighty and i don't need anyone but it's it's just it's great because i think it represents how women who feel they can be independent and not need a man they would feel better with and by the by their side kind of thing i think that's yeah. what the barbie message there was maybe um i think both of them ken and barbie Mm. as a metaphor or maybe not a metaphor but like as a as a representation of how scared people in general both sides of the uh oh yeah these days yeah yeah are are afraid of being vulnerable i think that's that's the takeaway (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think like social media like instagram all of these sites where you're supposed to create a persona like create the barbie version of your life and that's the only version you upload that's what also creates this sense of what I am. I am this wholesome, holistic individual. If you even look at like dating apps, I've, I've noticed that people only present the best. And obviously would because you only have a few pictures and a few sentences to sell yourself. But it becomes this just this to- toxic cycle of like, I don't need anything and I've got this perfect life. But actually, if you're a bit more honest and vulnerable and so this is what I have this is this is why I'm here because I'm lacking <laughs> these other things but that's not how it's presented it's presented as I'm amazing and you know prove to me that you should be able to join me it's like, wow right okay <laughs> yeah yeah it's like I'm I am what is it I am the table <laughs> whatever it is they say wow i am the table i am the danger i am the table i like that with <laughs> the lines that <laughs> relating into breaking bad for a second yeah but, um, yeah little ego little ego yeah the ego thing oh wow yeah i think so, i wonder like oh sorry just no go ahead no no go ahead i wonder like back before social media and dating apps and stuff when people you kind of just had to date whoever was in your vicinity um were people did you think do you think people were more humble or were they like well i've got to make it work with someone in my local community then i have to 
put more effort in i don't know i feel like the and the there's like an analysis paralysis or um there's abundance of choice which makes you think you've got endless options but you don't right and that's the thing it's like you have so many opportunities to find someone now that it's a large amount versus it being just your town or your city uh and that's your dating pool you know and in, in your age group or in your grade depending on your age you know and yeah. so it, it was a lot less competition um you could stand out more you could be mm-hmm. more um individualistic I guess like it just you stood out to the person that you were trying to seek their attention from and you didn't have to worry or think about all the other people that are also giving them attention like you had definitely um more of an opportunity right right and now it's like you you meet a guy in real life you don't even give him the time of day because you're number one you're supposed to be six feet away from him yeah no 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 no, yeah I mean I my friend who's catholic was like or someone was saying um she was saying this and someone else was saying this it's like a trend but people are noticing that like if you go up to someone in real life they're like well I don't know you from online we're not we don't have mutuals like that's a term that people use to refer to like you know mutual friends in common on Instagram or whatever it is followers so why would you talk to me in real life whereas back way back when it was like why would you talk to me online I don't know you from school I don't know you from work who are you so it's like it's almost swapped now and you can't approach someone in real life unless you've seen them on insta or you're like oh we have mutuals it's like right the the, the terms are different it's just so it's so crazy and um women are still not interested in being the ones to approach men like it's becoming more common now but out of necessity and less so because they're interested in doing it and unfortunately men are afraid to go up to women because the risk is so high that that interaction could turn into something very ugly you could be accused or, of like yeah like me don't yeah. you know oh why are you why are you you know you're stalking me or something like that yeah it's mm-hmm. like when it happens in real life it's almost a freaking blast from the past it's like wait is this the 90s what's going on right now and if you weren't around for the 90s if you've never experienced that if that is a whole new thing for you you're going to be very standoffish about it you may even be aggressive about it like why are you coming up to me because you know I only meet people on the internet (laughs) yeah yeah exactly whereas like people my age I think my uh, my catholic friend was like you know if a guy does approach her in real life she will always give him the time of day because it's so rare nowadays it's almost like props to you for having the courage to do this or at least have a nice conversation and it's like it takes more effort than just a swipe online and she respects that more and I'm like yeah fair enough like (laughs) it makes sense Um, it does it takes way bigger balls these days than it ever did before I think because yeah you know he's got a lot to lose yeah you know, and women do too. You know, you never know who's coming up to you. You don't know why they're coming up. <laughs> yeah, to I'm not women. not recommending that all women suddenly start like advertising. <laughs> like, please approach me in real life, like all the time, because you can get some some scary situations happen. But yeah, because um, unfortunately, you know, we're so unsocialized. You know that un unfortunately, you are going to have people coming up to you in real life that aren't well intentioned, 
and it's probably going to be more common now just because more common as far as when they come up to you it'll be more common statistically that maybe they're not the best intentioned only because you know the well-intentioned ones are scared right the well-intentioned ones are scared or the regular guys are online versus being in person and then in person it's like you know well if he can't get a date online it's because he's not attractive enough because that's really the driving force of why people get picked online mm-hmm. and so if he's trying to meet people in real life well what's wrong with him <laughs> you know yeah and speaking of like online and like the whole apps and the analysis process there's so much choice i felt that when i watched barbie and then everyone was referred to as barbie and ken apart from like you know certain people like alan and midge um really? i was like wow actually online and like the whole social media game and appearing and following trends and trends being pushed onto people through the algorithm we become more and more like copies of each other and copies right oh it's so shallow it's so shallow and that's the point but we are all just barbie and ken if we're subscribing to this you know what kind of body you do do you want and like what kind of look do you want and and you you know you're so replaceable now just because of like if you see someone online, you, you you're bound to be like, oh, I've seen someone who looks so much like you a hundred times mm-hmm. over. And then if you go to the dating apps, same thing. Whereas before, you could feel more like an individual if that if you didn't have just have a billion people on these apps, and then you just walk down the street and you're like, you're the only person with uh, green eyes that I've seen in a while because I don't have access to the million other people with green eyes. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah these days everybody's getting the same botox and filler and uh or they're wearing the same kind of clothes and they all want to be the same kind of girl or the same you know you've got your um they have their 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 eras that they (laughs) talk about having you know i've had some students talking about that like oh you're in this era you're in that era it's like what wait i guess this is like another time for a trend and like people are doing that thing yeah yeah and then like how do people end up deciding if someone's good for you if like everyone feels the same mm-hmm. it, it becomes yeah. it, it makes it hard for them to really connect with each other because they you have to dig deep to really find the, the the place to connect because everybody else is the same so those connections aren't real real yeah, becomes it becomes like a, replaceable, and I also I don't want to like be weird and link this to capitalism and be a weirdo, but like, oh my god, are you also replaceable on the work market? <laughs> <laughs> We're all just bots, and they're just going this number, replace it with this number, this person, that person. It's just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was watching a video the other day. Um, I. It, it, I don't think it was very um, poignant or anything, but they did make a couple of good points in that, you know, in the past, there was a lot of sub categories of like, uh, not sub, but uh, what's it called when you have not a trend, but like, say you got the beatniks or you have the hippies or you have your metalheads, you know, like you always had groups of people that had common bond over one thing whether it's music or an ideology or something Mm. and these days that's not very common anymore like people try Mm. like you've got your e-girl you get but it's like 
very surface level. It's not, and it's nobody takes seriously. Nobody really like this is my life. Like you know, you've got goth people that were goth when they were in high school who are goth to this day, and they're in their fifties. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my god! I actually, what's her name? <laughs> the YouTuber that's like, um, I like, I was so sure, surprised to find out she was like forty something, and I'm like, she looks twenty <laughs> something, but she's been doing this thing for so long yeah it's insane I'll yeah, find her but like keep going. but like you've got you know people kids and young adults who are just trying out different personas different um i guess looks right but they don't really take it in as an identity mm. but i also don't think they have or they're not really cultivating an identity you know they're so busy trying on different um looks and and um personalities but they don't really like say oh yeah that's me or this is me it's more like this is me right now but i'm gonna change later and i'm gonna be a completely different person another time like and of course people change people grow of course but a lot of times at least growing up you know we had certain things that we believed in or we um we liked or were part of our our personality that we like really vibed with i feel like of a better word and it mm. followed us you know forever and i i don't know if 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 um young people are are giving themselves the room and the time to do that yeah i feel like life moves very fast for them yeah i mean i'm of the i'm sort of I've considered this whole idea of like identity and how important it is when I was looking at severance and dollhouse for my disso. But I I just think that there's a difference between I don't know the value either of like having a specific identity so much as being a specific type of person, like a mm -hmm. good person. Right. And I do see the point that you're sort of I think I see the point you're making in a sense that this idea of switching hats is just as bad as um, identity politics because there are some people who go died like to the grave. Oh my god, if you say this about trans people, like I hate you and I kill you and whatever, it's like I cancel right. you. Okay, that's extreme. And then the other thing of like, I have no identity and I'm just like constantly like almost like they're constantly searching. I think both are kind of wrong because you you're putting too much on the external and the the what you're presenting to the world instead of figuring out how you're presenting to yourself like what are right. you who are you what values do you stand on mm -hmm. and i think the overarching point that you're pro you're making i guess is the idea that if you don't stand on anything you'll just like fall for anything i think that classic yeah point. and 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 you're building up a house of cards yeah that can easily be you know blown away by the smallest of you know things you know a stressor a, a a bad day or a bad week or a bad year or, or just mm -hmm. having come into your life who just mm -hmm. kind of sets fire to everything you thought was real or you thought oh, yeah. for yourself was real you know and it yeah. you you have to have more um roots so that way that doesn't happen you know so yeah. that way you can at least hold some sort of core for yourself yeah that yeah resilience is not something that i think is taught in this society um true and uh yeah it, it 
you kind of just end up learning it as a side effect of going through hard things. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of realize, oh, that's who I am. Like you were forged in fire kind of thing. But just generally, I think it's happening later and later for people because we're creating, uh, giving people the opportunity to create a life that's so false and so like, I don't know, taken care of for you. Like, oh, here's the job and then here's the thing. and then But people aren't facing enough problems. Like we have too much of an easy society, easy lifestyle that we're not we're not creating strong people tough people right and i think that's exactly the problem barbie is having in this movie is that yeah. she has like nothing to hold on to <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah the first thing that goes is the the looks and then that's the hard things that she faces but when she enters the real world she realizes that she also has to face the realization that she didn't save humanity and that she that her whole thing is a lie right yeah i mean she's been yeah she's been she's been just kind of coasting on on what she has or what she thought she had her house of cards and one one bad day one one sad moment for her the girl that was playing with her quote unquote mm. was enough to to really blow her house of cards away unfortunately and now she's got to pick up the pieces and figure out who she really is so she's she's finding her resilience she's finding the, her 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 reason to dig deep you know yeah and i think her figuring that out kind of pushes ken cuz ken obviously goes to the real world and he's like Oh, great! This is perfect. I'll just steal this blueprint and put it on my, in my world. He goes back to them. And he's like uh, the Ken Casa or whatever he calls it. Yeah, the Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa House. I had to oh, write this down because oh, it's amazing. Wow. <laughs> yep, that place, and it's, it's like, oh my god, patriarchy is amazing. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I guess so for you. <laughs> And, You're right. Um, so yeah. they make it to the real world, and yeah. uh, Barbie and Ken have this different perspective on the world because Barbie feels very self-conscious. She's like, "I feel this undertone of violence," and then she gets smacked in the ass. <laughs> oh my gosh! I thought it was funny that she turns around, she punched him, and then she went to jail. I'm like, "Did you jail the guy that assaulted her first?" Mm-hmm yeah yeah that that's that was weird and i was like that doesn't really happen but okay right and i thought it was funny there was this moment where they went to jail the second time after they stole those clothes yeah. and one of the cops which was the same cop that had arrested them previously says uh he commented on how clothes more clothes make her more attractive i was like oh <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you can't really do anything to cover up your beauty if you're a beautiful woman. It's like, good luck not being objectified. It doesn't quite right. matter. <laughs> be wearing a freaking full-on abaya and men will be like, oh, what's under that hijab? It's like, <laughs> really? Is, is that an ankle bone I see? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so Ken discovers the patriarchy after Barbie left him alone or makes him leave her alone because she wanted to think. Yeah, and I thought that was the best 
um, little montage of him just kind of being exposed to all these male things. He sees the dude bros coming out of the gym and giving each other a fist bump and horses and business deals and a Rocky yeah. and big manly cars. Like, he just looked so like a kid in a candy store. It was so cute. Yeah, it was like, oh, wow, I can get satisfaction from doing other things and connecting with other males. I don't need to just be vying for Barbie's attention. Right. Really important. Um, But then obviously he takes it to the extreme, the toxic side of that, right? And his joke kind of coming back and going, (laughs) because I don't know if you want to jump to this part, but when he takes it back to Barbie world, and she's back, and he's like, and here's all your stuff, and get out my mojo, dojo house, whatever kind of thing. He's crying, or he's upset while he's oh, saying yeah. that. It yeah. is weird to see. Like, I loved um, Ryan Gosling's acting in that. I'm like, oh my god, that's such a great representation of well, both sides, when they're kind of just on the high horse of like, I don't need you. But inside, they're like, I really need you. <laughs> exactly i was about to say this so okay so when he sees all those dudes when he's like discovering the patriarchy in the real world i wrote down he feels seen representation matters (laughs) yeah like i feel like the roles got reversed for this movie because it's a matriarchy that he comes from yeah so it's the men get nothing. They have nothing. They have no representation. And thus, when he goes and he sees what the patriarchy is like, he brings it back to Barbie land, like you said, and it's an right. extreme version of it. And I feel like that is a commentary on what has happened with feminism. Yeah, exactly. Like you're going to, whatever you end up pushing out, if it's not balanced, you're going to get the consequence, which is also not balanced. So, right. Yeah, you can't right because you thought have been like, oh, the feminism is amazing. Yeah, great because you take it to that extreme, and then suddenly they don't feel needed or wanted, and it's like, well, then you get Andrew Tate. Um. Well, no, first we got Jordan Peterson, and then people rejected him, and so Andrew Tate came up, and it's like every time you reject what they're trying to put out, you get a different, like a more evolved Pokemon version of Andrew Tate which I don't know what would that be, but I think people aren't rejecting Andrew Tate as they did with Jordan Peterson, and I think he's much more, like, mainstream, so that actually has that kind of, yeah. yeah. It's his it's his Mojo Dojo house, which was, I guess, Hustle <laughs> University. <laughs> I think that, and, and, I, and I'll admit this, I had my own visceral reaction to Jordan Peterson when I first heard him, when I was still pretty hardcore left-wing, yeah, and I was livid. I didn't even want to hear what he had to say. And when I did hear it, I was more than ready with some, you know, um, arguments for the other side, you know, and just yeah. didn't give it a shot at all. And now I go back and I listen to, it and I'm like, wow, I was, I was a fool. Like I yeah. was just it's like tame compared to Andrew Tate. <laughs> oh yeah, no, because. I mean, he's really coming from a good place. It's a place that nobody wants to hear. It's a place that makes people uncomfortable because it makes you look at things, look at them. Like, literally, you got to look at them, you know, instead of doing what Barbie wants to do, which is choose the high heel. He's like, no, you got to look at the Birkenstock, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, I, I, okay. Like, like, I like the movie for that. It's like, oh, I didn't like the movie overall. Like, I... It's 
quite tiring as a, it's just overwhelming with the sensory but just in terms mm-hmm. of that like in terms of just what it's offering what it's suggesting and it, it con- condenses I feel the last 70 years into like one film which is great like yeah now you get this extreme reaction can you both sides see that extreme reactions are not gonna work and we're just gonna keep having a pendulum swing it's like right yeah <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that the sensory was too much for you i i loved that part of it but i'll yeah. tell you why <laughs> and i thought it was so funny to find out later why I had the reaction I had, but I was just so like enamored with their use of color and how um, bright and like just uh, shiny everything was, so to speak, right? But then when you go to the real world, like it, like they try to keep that in there, but yeah. it's the real world, right? Um, but it's kind of an homage to uh, a, I think it was a set designer. I can't remember exactly what it was that she did but i i she had like um she was the one that would make movies look like that back in like the 60s and 70s and she actually does a cameo you know the old lady that's at the bus stop yeah that's her and it's like an homage to her because that's what she did there's a movie you should watch it. It's it's amazing. Uh, it's uh, starring um, Shirley MacLaine, and there's lots of like old Hollywood star uh, like Paul Newman, uh, Dean Martin, Gene Kelly, Dick Van Dyke. Uh, but it's the movie's called What a Way to Go. And if you watch it, like you'll see what I mean. Like wow, she did that movie, and it is the same thing. Very sensory, but it is gorgeous and so when i when i saw this movie i'm like oh my god that's what it reminded me of and then bam duh she's in the movie (laughs) wow oh that's beautiful i love these connections i was so surprised when i found that out yeah what a way to go Mm. and it's made by jay lee thompson starring shirley mcclain thank you there you go people free free film (laughs) recommendations (laughs) And I figured out what that other movie was with Diane oh, Keaton. Yeah. It yeah. is called Baby Boomer. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think that or must have been on TV at some point. Baby Boom. I'm sorry. Not Boomer, Baby but Baby Boom. Boom. But yes. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so what did so you I, think? Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, so at this point... I think in the movie, uh, you've got Barbie is kind of like trying to find this girl who's playing with her wrong, you know, and turning her into a weird Barbie. And she goes to the school because she like sits there and like she does like some mind trick where she's able to figure out who the little girl is and where she goes to school. So they go and they find her. And that little girl, Jen Zier, tore her down. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I was like. Well, it wasn't good, but it was like, wow. Yeah, that is like actually what they're like. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, you have more experience than me. I've only got the one, but what what are the kids like these days? <laughs> I mean, they're like really, um, they're not, I don't know. I think that that kid maybe was like the specific representation of like an American kid, but like the Brit- oh, British, yeah. they're, they're like not, I mean, they're knowledgeable and, and they're clued up and they have opinions on how things have been and 
the way things are going and how like millennials have messed up and how the boomers are you know what i mean like the, the, yeah. the natural thing that gener- did young generations do um but that kid was written with an amazing amount of wit or not wit but like very strong words that not most people have so. right like she had yeah obviously she had her feelings about barbie you know she grew up with barbie i kind of relate to her because i understand at some point you know growing up in the 90s i was born in the 80s so i grew up with barbie but i also grew up with riot girl and i grew up with um you know feminism on mtv and like uh women you know really going for their careers and really changing the way relationships work basically right and so I had a lot of that influence growing up and I remember rejecting femaleness I remember rejecting Barbie and rejecting dressing girly and rejecting anything girly honestly Mm -hmm. because I saw it as weak I saw it as less than you know and so I feel like that's that's where she is (laughs) because I was about that age (laughs) oh wow yeah I mean it's kind of weird because I guess it's a cycle and it's returning because like I think that skipped me. I didn't feel that. Um, like I liked Barbie for a little bit, but I was also just in my own world and I didn't really feel the social stuff. If that makes sense. Right. I didn't know what was good and what was bad or what was weak and what was not weak. And I think I'm still to an extent like that where I'm like, what is going on? I've got to pick up a magazine and be like, oh, that's what's going on. Okay. <laughs> but I think, yeah, like some people are more clued in on that stuff. And I think that this character is one of those like people, types of people. But it's interesting because she's, why was she playing with Barbies? I think it, I think it wasn't that she, I think she saw her mother playing with right. Barbies. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think too. I think it was her mom, that was really, you know, playing with her the way she knew how to play. Yeah. And then as her daughter grew up, she kind of got her own idea about how she should be. And one of the first things she did was reject the Barbies. She, you see the scene where she wants to go give them away. And the mom's like, uh, no. And she actually kept them. <laughs> yeah. I love America Ferrera. She's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Um, yeah, so... Ken steals a bunch of books about men while they're at the school. And it, it was so cute when that woman asked him for the time. He felt so seen, so respected, yeah. like yeah. as if he had something to offer for once. Um, and that made me cry. Like, I literally really? shed a tear. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. I guess I wonder if that's genuinely like how some guys feel these days. I was reading on on Twitter, there was a Twitter thread where this woman was saying, she's like, I am so sorry to all the men that I was talking down to because she read another Twitter thread where Mm. guys were coming in and telling the story of the one or two times that somebody said something nice to them two decades ago that they never forgot. And it was so sad. Like, I felt so bad for them for the like that's their experience and it's so many you know um and she just she felt horrible about how she treated them and this scene was like that that's how i saw it it was like him finally getting somebody or having somebody come to him with a need that he could fulfill where he never had that before yeah yeah so it's so messed up that that's like 
where we're at as a society and then and i think that's why they say you know um suicide it's mostly men isn't it yeah and they succeed women try where men succeed unfortunately wait what women try like the the two sexes when they attempt suicide Oh, got it. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Audience yeah. is like, is she okay? Guys, to me, it's like 8 p.m. right now. So. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, I'm not awake, but no. Um, so where where are we at now? So Okay. Um, so after this, I guess the FBI got in touch <laughs> with Mattel. Somehow they found out that Barbie and Ken got arrested. And um, so... They tried to apprehend Barbie. In the meantime, Ken's like, I'm out. And he goes back to Barbie land with his patriarchy. And that's when Barbie meets uh, Sasha and her mother. He meets yeah. her mother for the first time. And that's when she realizes it's the mom that's been playing with her. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> and the mom and has like, like all these dark thoughts now. And he's like affecting Barbie. <laughs> Yes, yes. It's so it's so funny, but she was making all these drawings of the different types of Barbies. Um, and that's why Barbie was getting cellulite and being depressed and having and like having existential thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. and so they finally decide, all right, let's go back to Barbie Land, because that's the only way they were gonna get away from Mattel. And when they get to Barbie Land, that's when they realize that Barbie Land is now Kenland. <laughs> Yeah, and like the Barbies kind of fall in line, which is interesting. Right. They well, it's funny because you know it's been a matriarchy all this time, right? In Barbie Land, at least. So when the Kens start kind of you know asserting their dominance, so to speak, uh, it's new for them. It's novel, and I think that that was something that they were like, you know, maybe I, maybe I can get used to this because I don't have to work and i don't have to be doing all this stuff and i don't know what that says about you know what's happening now um, i think the whole like trad wife thing coming back kind of it kind of felt like that it's like oh yeah you know people are going oh i can actually just stop i don't have to like keep up this pace because i do think that there's an intensity that it's just not possible. Well, not, it's not that it's not possible, but it's quite hard to do both and, like, have a child and have a family. And, like, right. you're kind of being pulled in different directions. So if you're given the option of, like, okay, now just focus your attention on this thing, make a family. And it's like, okay, I'll do that. And people are thinking that you have to become all in on this trad wife thing. It's like, well, it's because they were pushed all in on the other thing. And I don't, I don't know. I just think it's again an extreme reaction that you you know seeing them flip back and forth between these extreme archetypes because mm -hmm. it's a metaphor for what's going on with like different factions and the identity politics stuff it's like well which group are you going to be part of now it's like well the point is is that these groups that they're trying to put you in is the problem it's the whole pick a side and it's like oh, wow okay that's yeah never led to anything good i think <laughs> very true mm -hmm. uh sasha's mom I, I keep saying sasha's mom only because i forget what her name is i think i wrote no, it down I... at some point um, the only names i know are bobby gloria and and alan <laughs> yeah gloria. it's gloria her name is gloria she actually compares 
the Barbie land, uh, the patriarchy being in Barbie land to smallpox in the new world where they had no immunities. Oh, oh my God. Them. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was very interesting to see Ken assert himself, finally draw some boundaries, finally get his digs in and treat... it was such a men going their own way moment like mctown oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it was yeah. it was so sad though because ken is like like you said he's crying the whole time like the whole time he is so vulnerable and you can see it where he's like he's scared to assert himself he's he's scared to like really push barbie away because he doesn't want her to go away but he wants her to respect him, and he thinks this is gonna work, or this is gonna, this is how it's gonna happen. Yeah, and if he, I make you feel, if I make you hurt, how you made me hurt, then maybe mm -hmm. you respect me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, it maybe doesn't feel good, does it? Her while she was hurting him, so he thinks that's gonna work. Maybe, Sad. maybe, maybe he thinks she will react the way he has all this time. Yeah, but it doesn't <laughs> or work the other like, way. No. <laughs> and I mean, that could be said for men now, you know, it's like they, they don't see it the other way. So now oh. they're just upset, you know? Yeah. So like, why hasn't it worked? It's like, well, mm -hmm. different, different, uh, people, but, um, so she kind of just doesn't really, not that she cares about him being upset or angry or that it's almost like she just cares that she's lost her home. <laughs> it's definitely a uh, incentive to work through things to get her house back <laughs> yeah yeah she's like ah okay and then they end up kind of creating this immunity because i think what when is it that gloria makes her speech that's that speech kind of was like whoa so, okay so Ken asserts his dominance and kind of uh decides that he's gonna be uh Ken's Mojo Dojo house, and then Barbie was like, "I'm giving up, basically." And she tells Sasha and Gloria to go away, yeah. and so yeah. they do. And I think they come back and they decide, "No, no, we've got to do something about this." Um, and that's when Gloria has her 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 monologue about you know, uh, being a woman is contradictory and it's hard because they want you to be this, but you also have to be this. But you gotta be this, but you can't be too much. You gotta be this, but you have to be this. And it's like... Like walking a tightrope. <laughs> you can't do anything right. <laughs> and, and she's like, and if Barbie feels this way, what hope do we have? <laughs> yeah, right? The perfect Barbie world and Barbie's like, freaking. <laughs> oh my so god. So because she goes through this monologue and it actually deprograms one of the Barbies that was there that they were trying to help that was um, kind of brainwashed. Yeah, And so they decide, oh, that's what we have to do. We have to, like, take one at a time and just kind of get to, through to her. But to do it, they had to appeal to the egos of these men. And, like, they had to, like, pretend. Right. They had to manipulate them to distract them enough to pull the Barbie away in order to deprogram her mm -hmm. and just take, him away, or take her away from him. Uh, it's kind of sad. Uh I wrote they are at their most vulnerable when they're being helpful. Oh. But other people 
don't see it as help. They see it as mansplaining or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, they need to feel needed. And then that's when they're distracted because they're overwhelmed with this feeling of need being needed. And it's like, well, it's we didn't actually like... need you. We just needed you to feel needed so that we could get the Barbie away from you. <laughs> I know. And it's like kind of sad, but it's like kind of has to happen because it's it's gone too far you know it's it's yeah. gone way too far where yeah. they're just uh what is it they're delivering brewski beers night and day oh yeah they're basically just maids and slaves essentially mm-hmm. yeah yeah so and then that's when they have that very famous beach scene where they're all singing uh the uh the song push by matchbox 20 <laughs> <laughs> and they're all playing the guitar it's and then they do like this is when they finally do the big operation uh which is where they play on each other's jealousy on the ken's jealousy like the barbie's getting up and switching the kens that they're talking to and they can't handle it and so they divide and conquer <laughs> again <laughs> yeah yeah, I feel like it was interesting. I feel like when men say like women have a lot of power, I think this movie kind of shows that. Right. Because um, ultimately, all they're doing is for the attention of women, and women are the sort of deciding factor. Of right. The, like you know, okay, are you are you going to select this one or this one for the procreation reproduction thing? And it's just interesting. It's like yeah, we all have power in our own ways, but I think this one was quite because everything the Kens were doing it wasn't just for power over the Ken kingdom it was like well whoever gave you the most attention was the most g'd up like man man kind of thing it's like <laughs> interesting like women are right. almost like money like how much money do you have how many women do you have it's like kind of like what Tate talks about you know his his um what's his favorite car I don't know Oh, the Lambo, maybe? I don't know. Ferrari. I think, yeah, that one, or like the one that's also the, a, Buga, a Bugatti. A Bugatti. That's right. I heard him say it the other day. It was so funny. Oh, Bugatti. Bugatti, yeah. I was like, okay. And all how many women he has. And it's just, yeah. Um, It's how men compete with each other, I guess. It's like, who's the king of the jungle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah and so after this you know mm -hmm. they they're they're fighting with each other and so they have a beach off oh my god i'm gonna beach you off that's so funny <laughs> dying that was the funniest thing the funniest scene um but yeah so they're having a beach off and they're um kind of having this dance singing musical scene yeah. and Ken sings his song, I'm Just Ken. He's like, I have feelings I can't explain. I'm just Ken. Where I see love, she sees a friend. What will it take to get her to fight for me? I was like, oh. Yeah, it's very cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was calling this whole thing the patriarchy. I was calling it the Ken coup. <laughs> the Ken coup. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> They should have called it that. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that Alan was happy, but he had no Barbie. Like, there was no Barbie for him, ever. Oh, okay. That, I guess it's the whole 80% thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He's the one that they swipe left on. Is that what it is? I don't know which way they swipe for the rejection. Yeah, the whole like, and also just in the sort of, I don't know, we're going to call it jungle days. I have no idea about specific eras of the history. I'm so sorry. I have not read, uh, I think, Jordan Peterson's Maps of Meaning, even though I don't think that book covers it. But anyway, isn't there a time when like the top 10% or 20% of guys got all the women and then like, monogamy actually favored or did a did a big favor for men because then one man one woman right and you wouldn't right. have one man 10 women which could possibly happen because women would rather be with not rather be but like i guess if you're going to go for the healthiest kids you would go with the healthiest top guy and then right well the not, thing is yeah mm-hmm. is you and you'll see this like in the wild so to speak but like you know if you're a married woman you notice and I'm sure your husband does too, that that's when women finally start approaching him because he's got a ring on. Why? Because he's been tamed, so to speak. And so a woman sees that as a potential, as somebody who could be that husband because he already is one. So, you know, being monogamous kind of takes them out of the running. And so they have to, you know, go for a man who isn't attached. But these days, you know, you've got, polyamory or you've got you know you've got different types of relationships now where that yeah, I think even the whole like islam like saying oh you can have four women it's like making oh, a yeah. comeback in the modern muslim world it's like well if you can provide obviously in the book it i think it makes it clear that you can't just do that you need to be able to provide equally for each one right. so you need to be rich and i think that's the the culture that andrew tate is kind of pushing on these men is saying you do have to be responsible you do have to make money if you want the, this many women kind of thing right right like there's but things that he says there's going to be a bunch of men who <laughs> who are going to feel not only unloved and uh, but useless actually yeah yeah they're going to feel like a bunch of kens or a bunch of Allens. A bunch of Allens, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So then, once the coup fails, yeah, we get Ken's monologue. Well, we get Ken's scene with Barbie, where he finally lets himself be vulnerable, where he finally cries it out, and Barbie has to teach him how to not be codependent. Yeah. That's a big one, yeah. I think I, I think that was the moment of the movie where I was like, oh, thank God they gave the men something. Because I felt like the right. whole movie was like Barbie's journey, but actually they were building up men, uh, men <laughs> Ken's um, bit as well. It wasn't yeah. just, oh, we're going to leave Ken to the side with an unresolved story, but actually it's, look, you need to not be this. Your life cannot depend on whether Barbie smiles at you. That's just crazy (laughs) yeah he even uh, i put he he admits he didn't want to be in charge he just wanted barbie to appreciate him and it's like if if she could have given that you know he may not have strived for so much and maybe that was that's what happened with feminism too it's like women were not being appreciated and because of that she went so far (laughs) oh yeah yeah i kind of see what you're saying so you're sort of saying like Ken and taking patriarchy into the matriarchal world is like how women were like, we don't feel appreciated, whatever, we're going to just give ourselves that. But again, it was an extreme, feminism was sort of an extreme thing. And then we're crying the whole time because essentially the world is crying for 
it's broken, I guess. Right. Like that this just, you know, we're all lonely. You know, mm. people are super lonely these days. Yeah. They don't even have friends at this point, you know, and it's like how far are we gonna push it before people just <laughs> I'm thinking that at some point in the next five to ten years, I think people are gonna abandon social media. In like they're already starting. Right, yeah. but it's gonna get like it's gonna get yeah. really popular. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, I thought that's that that would be an amazing trend because then people would have to literally be like Listen, you're the only person of the opposite sex I've seen for a few days at this bar, so <laughs> let's go on a date. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm noticing certain things happening in real life more, and I'm just like, interesting. People are actually getting sick of dating apps. Like, I think a dating cr app crash would be cool, <laughs> right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I. I got involved in a relationship all the way back in 2008, so I haven't had to deal with any of this new form of dating, thank thankfully. Mm. I have so much pity in my heart for the people that do, because mm. it cannot be easy to navigate. I had mm. enough trouble as it was. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm in that right now, yeah. I mean, one of the things my boss said the other day was she was sort of uh, talking about, always sort of talking about this topic, um, and perfectionism and stuff and like social media and how people are like presenting themselves as this amazing thing or the best version and they because of the amount of choice people have I think they keep thinking there's another option there's a better option there's a better option the grass is greener mm -hmm. but actually she said like, I think when she met the person that she's with or whatever it's like um you're not don't wait for an Adonis you know go with the person that makes you laugh that this this like realistically that's the person you'll last the longest with. It's not supposed to be this this Ken kind of thing. Right. I was listening to that podcast I was telling you about. Um, basically, it's like older women, like my, my age or close to it. And they were like, you know, relationships, marriage, it is transactional. You know, there is... Um, there is a, what's the word? Um, there are conditions. It's not unconditional, you know, and, and we have to accept that, that that's how it is. Because the more we buy into the fairy tale that it's supposed to be the other way, the more unhappy we're going to be because we're never going to achieve that, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the fairy tales definitely like the art pushed on us, I think. Right, and it's because people present their relationships in such a freaking like perfect way. You're like, okay, right. that's what I'm supposed right. to be aiming for. Mm -hmm. And they're not being honest, you know. And it yeah. paints paints reality in a bad light, as if that's a bad thing, but it's not. But you yeah. want it, you, you you believe it's a bad thing because culture or society has told you it is, despite the fact that it worked for so long. <laughs> yeah. So at the very end uh barbie decides she wants to be human she can't find her her purpose as barbie anymore and she decides to be barbara <laughs> yeah what did oh, you think of the ending the i first liked it i think i think it's just sorry no go ahead no i like the, the bit where she just now that you asked that question i just i just heard what you said ah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, uh, is that what that means? Oh my god. Are we on the same page? I don't know. But basically, I thought the ending was cool, that she, she like, went to this room, I think, and then Billie Eilish's song about, like, what was I made for or something played. I really like that song. At first I was like, oh my god, this is such another intense Billie Eilish song. Then I was like, ah, it's creeping up. Like, it's, it's <laughs> growing on me. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's beautiful. And I think in the, in the theatre when I watched it, it made me cry. And then I was like, um, when the, the old lady was kind of like, you can, I don't know if she's telling you, you can choose or you can be who you want to be or whatever, and you can start again. That's what I took from it anyway, and I liked it. I was like, okay, cool. So, like, Barbie is not... Like, I just like the idea of her not... Just accepting imperfection, accepting flat feet, but just going from the heels to the Birkenstocks, like, amazing, cool. But, um... But why, why did she go to the gynecologist? That's... I mean, that's my question. But, like, I was just like, you know... Not a joke, like, at the end, because they, they don't have, like, the right equipment. I don't know. So for me, I like to think, and this is my interpretation, is that it's like a celebration of being a woman in a way that doesn't normally happen. I I can't think, I can't count how many times I've heard or seen a movie, a show, a story, a book, whatever, where a normal woman thing you know to have female parts that need to be maintained right that's never really looked at as a good thing it's always like it's my burden to bear kind of thing you know what i'm saying yeah and she was like everybody was proud of her everybody was happy and she was so excited to do it and it's like that's great you know it's time for us to not look at that as some sort of curse mm. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I see that. Hmm. I yeah, think it's, it's kind a of good representation me. for little girls if they're watching it, I think. Yeah, yeah, to kind of accept, like, every part of it, of being a woman and, like, you know, being proud of it kind of thing. Right. Instead yeah. of resenting it or looking at it as, as something that we have to bear instead of being something that we can exalt ourselves in you know be be happy that this is what we are capable of you know whether it's reproduction uh being mothers or being nurturers or just what comes with it you know even like having feelings and excessive feelings sometimes with the hormones and the mm -hmm. this cycle that you kind of take a lifetime to adapt to and then it changes again yeah oh gosh isn't that the way <laughs> I finally appreciate it and now it's now it's getting kind of spotty I'm like oh no is it here is it is it going to be gone soon yeah <laughs> it's like quite... I gotta it's adapt to that again it's it's, it's um oh, I guess we could look at it as a a burden or, or a superpower and I think that a lot of things in life is depending on your outlook you can make it a whole lot better just by changing your belief about it Mm -hmm. And like we were saying before, representation matters, you know, so yeah. representing that part of us as a good thing versus yeah. something that we should feel resentment towards, I think will help our attitudes towards ourselves. And that way we can embrace that about ourselves. 
yeah and and, and our attitudes towards each other and, and definitely mm-hmm. like supporting each other more in a, in a way that's not like yeah reject that part of you yeah like you know like we were saying at the beginning don't have babies or like it's just almost like um if you start from a place of love and self-acceptance then you're probably on the right track somewhat right you know, it's a start mm-hmm. it's something <laughs> and i think yeah this movie definitely is it's uh it's nice to see a movie about women or people and it be a positive thing and not like a and she has to now go and change her whole self and like reject everything that she is and comp- I feel like it wasn't like that. It was actually a celebration of being a woman. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And I think it really did put things in a perspective that I'm hoping people will revisit, you know, that they only saw it once, that they only saw it at the theaters with their girlfriends. Watch it alone. Watch it alone. Watch it by yourself. Watch it slowly, you know. Um, men should watch it too. It's, it's great. I mean, it really, I mean, please, because... I really do appreciate their perspective on it as well, because I really feel like they were trying really hard in their own way, in a way that women could hopefully understand. Yeah. Portray the men's side of things. Yeah, they definitely did, especially like since you like, as we're saying, Barbie world is the matriarchal world. And it's like, as a woman watching that, you kind of just get it. Like, oh, Ken plays the role of the woman in this place and that parallel is so so much easier to understand and it helps us sympathize with what like how we ended up here or how we can help each other it's definitely a good movie for both (laughs) i'm definitely gonna be asking the people in my life guys and girls to like watch it and be like tell me what you think and listen to this podcast Yes, I was trying to get my husband to watch it i think my son didn't watch it only because he's like i already spoiled it for myself i'm like what I mean, the ride is great, too, just because you know what happens at the end. doesn't matter. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. this is great. I'm glad we, we got to cover Barbie. I know it's a little late, but at least now everybody can actually take a look at it if they couldn't get, get to it in theaters, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's on so many different streaming sites now. And mm-hmm. um, if even if you watched it in theater, watch it again, as Selma was saying. And um hopefully our thoughts help you sort of come to your own conclusions as well so yeah yeah hopefully we uh at least put some good out there yeah <laughs> i'm hoping i'm so too <laughs> well um join us next week for more breaking bad and yeah thank you for listening to our movie rent vent rant review <laughs> discussion <laughs> whatever that was it was fun i feel like whenever we get stuck into a movie it's a lot more um like cultural commentary and it's it's right. super fun so yeah. looking forward to yeah. that <laughs> absolutely we'll let you guys know what we decide on next y'all have a great week take care bye